Listen up, it's the Speakeasy with Annie Madden and Carla Trelaw. Conversations in the margins. A comfortable space for uncomfortable topics. We're back, baby. <laughs> I've been planning that all week. Oh, you? Yeah, it has been a minute. Most people probably haven't even noticed that we were gone. I mean, yeah. No, but it's been months and months. I know. Annie, where, where have you been? I don't know. Something got in the way. I can't remember what it was called now. Oh, my God, yeah. So uh, it's been, we've all been in hiding somewhat, haven't we? But yeah, yeah. It's kind of starting to crawl out of our crevices. Yeah, so we had a, a couple of episodes in the can that we got out in August. Um, I mean, August. Where? Time just slipped away. <laughs> April. April. A, it's still an A month. Yeah, something or other. But we, we haven't been ourselves in the in the studio for all this time. We haven't. I haven't been on campus since. Yes, and we're still March not on campus. 17. No, no. So we're doing this remotely. Mm, showing our, te- our technical prowess. <laughs> so, no. yeah, bear with us if the sound quality isn't absolutely fabulous. Uh, no, no, I'm fault. sitting in a little um, box in our garage. <laughs> and where are you? You've got this beautiful backdrop behind you, though, that makes me think you're on a beach somewhere, but I don't know whether I can trust your box in the garage statement. I'm yeah. in my salubrious uh, living room slash dining room. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it has been a, a wild few months, hasn't it? Really, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, how have you been coping? What have you been doing? Um, well, you know, I've pretty much been sort of staying put, really, like everyone, seeing no one, going nowhere. You know, luckily, I'm a bit of an introvert when it comes to being so a social person that doesn't particularly bother me. But um, yeah, you know, I think. Uh, yeah, that has really led to me spending, you know, quite a bit more time being the diligent PhD student that I should be. <laughs> yes, I'm certain you'd be glad to hear that as my supervisor. So, um, no, yeah, I've really been focusing on that, doing lots of interviews, you know, all over the world really with really amazing people. Mm. So that's been great. And, um, yeah, you know, doing a bit of side stuff as well, some stigma training with GPs and, got to work on a really amazing new resource with Input, the International Network of People Who Use Drugs, um, on language, a new language guide. So Newer and Nada have had a language guide that they yeah. did a little while ago. So uh, Input had been working on one for a while and um, they asked me to to do some work on it and it was, yeah, a really enjoyable project. So they've now got a new guide out that um, sort of builds on the work uh, that was around and uh, takes right. it further. So I've been doing a bit of that and, um, yeah, you know, just various little side projects and consultancies that come up but pretty much focusing on my PhD really. How about you, Carla? What have you been up to? I've been sitting in my little green box (laughs) box. by the beach. (laughs) I wish. Um, uh, And, you know, like everyone, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, you know, and um, the university sector has really had some slaps um, from Commonwealth Government. And, uh, you know, I've had some, you know, ups and downs like everyone else. And, um, you know, there's, you know, I think as always, there's been moments where I've really just thought, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. What, yeah. what? But you got to, you know, look at the bigger picture and, um keep putting one foot in front yeah. of the other it's a li- it is a tricky time it's a little bit difficult to know 
right now how all of this new normal is going to play out for everyone, isn't it? It's kind of just hitting, starting to hit me really that this is going to be around for a while and isn't a passing thing necessarily but entirely possible to live, you know, live alongside. You've just got to be really mindful, haven't you, and get on with it, as you say. Yeah. Well, in, in April, which seems like forever ago now, I was part of a group of eight university response to um road to recovery or something like that uh for for covid i don't love that title they They love that road to recovery title governments they use it all the time pull it out of the bottom drawer every now and then for drugs for covid (laughs) anything i think i think the forecast or the kind of longer range vision went up went up to about august in that in that like at that and that felt a long way away and um we're past, we're past yeah. that and yeah. well into other things so yeah. um you know it felt a, a weird thing to do at that moment when um you know the the go8 you know the the supposed leading universities in the country were activating around providing modeling and guidance mm-hmm. to commonwealth government at the same time the commonwealth government was saying nope universities yeah. don't get a set in job keeper or anything else so and now we're at the point of um dealing with mass redundancies across yeah. just about every higher edu- higher education institution so yeah. it's been a you know that bit of a ride and um to try and keep focused on the research that yeah. we want to do and want to make a difference while you're seeing people in mm. in sort of adjacent areas having to lose their jobs. Yeah, so yeah. I hear. Shit, really. Yeah, no, look, I mean, it, you know, in sort of joking around on stuff, but in all seriousness, I do feel pretty lucky to have kind of come through the last six months or so in my own personal world relatively you know, unscathed, Um, you know, like you, ups and downs and things have happened. But, um, you know, I I also know people who've really, you know, had to bear the brunt of a lot of really harsh stuff and and that continues. So, um, yeah, totally shout out to people who are, um, you know, doing it hard. Yeah, doing it hard. Yeah, it's it's a bit of an ongoing story, isn't it? Yeah. So... We were going to have a bit of yeah. Well, we were going to maybe have a bit of a chat about something that's grabbed our attention or that we're kind of you know interested in a hot topic. Have you got a hot topic that's taken your fancy? I do. I've got one. uh, I prepared earlier. (laughs) Nice one. What about you? Do you have a hot topic? I've got one in the oven. It'll be ready (laughs) soon. (laughs) Well, shall I? Shall I kick off? Go. So. just dropped my phone. The um, falling apart. <laughs> yes. I'm going to talk about this uh, strategy to address the stigmatisation of people and communities affected by drug use, which comes oh. from the Scottish Drug Deaths Task Force. And uh, I've chosen this because it's one of the few things I've seen which have taken a really strategic whole of government, whole of society approach to stigma reduction around okay. drug drug use, people who use drugs, and, and their um, interest also goes to families. So I'll just okay. say that the, the document was compiled by that task force in collaboration with the Scottish Drugs Forum, the Scottish Families Affected by Alcohol and Drugs Group, mm-hmm. and the Scottish Recovery Consortium. So right. a bit of a setup, different to what we might see in Australia in terms of confederations of peoples, but some overlap. 
Yeah, and, and the Scottish um, Drug Forum that they've been around for some, t- you know, many years, and have done some really fabulous work over the years. Yeah, and and I think this document, um, you know, while not exactly, you know, able to pick it up and drop it into the Australian context or perhaps other contexts, there are differences across um, countries and societies, but. I really think this has some great strengths and some great lessons that we could um, really take on. And um, as it's, you know, although they are talking about there's a sophisticated anti-drug use discourse that has developed in in most countries around yeah. the world, they've also taken a sophisticated approach to stigma reduction yeah. and really looked at the different ways that they could um, propose action and um, advocacy at local national levels around um, uh, strategies like protest and advocacy, contact, education. Um, Let me just find the other one. There's a a media uh, action that they take that they've proposed. And, I mean, I think it's really worth a look. They've also tried to look at um, various groups that would be important to think about so people with a drug problem and they Mm -hmm. they preface this by saying the vast majority of people who use drugs don't have a problem with their use Mm -hmm. and um but they are very impacted by the stigma associated with drug use all the things that we would go yep tick 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 yeah cool so they also highlight um women and mothers ethnic minorities people living in rural communities lgbtq people families um, communities, people who work in services, uh, as all affected by stigma, mm-hmm. and those groups plus many more, including mm-hmm. government, including media, um, having a role in reducing stigma. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it's nice. I, I mean, it's really... going to take that kind of comprehensive approach, isn't it? it? You're right. I think way too often the kind of discussion around stigma particularly in relation to to drug use and people who use drugs, becomes caught in this sort of very small space of individual attitudes and just needing to sort of, if we can just change everyone's individual attitudes, you know. But then then we just miss this whole massive structural picture on Mm. so many levels, you know, with so many different stakeholders involved in different roles and plays. Yeah, it's, it's a far more complex issue than that. I mean, you know... In some ways, stigma is a straightforward issue. It needs to stop and we need to address it. But the issue itself can be quite layered up and complex. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they they specifically say um, we need to uh, address self-stigma, like internalised mm-hmm. stigma, mm-hmm. stigma by association, structural mm-hmm. stigma and public stigma. Yeah. And then every response must be co-produced and co-designed with the people directly affected. So awesome. lots of really nice um uh, principles of action, uh, a nice review of the literature, r- a really good resource for people who are okay. thinking about what they could be doing in their own service or um, or, or in advocacy. So, okay. do so yourself a link favor. To that. Yep. Yeah, we'll make put a link to that and um, people can t- check it out, huh? Yes. So, what are you getting out of the oven for us? <laughs> Ding! Oh, here it is. Perfectly cooked. Perfectly timed as well. Well, actually, uh, I know on certain levels, Carla, people are probably so over talking about COVID, and I get it. I do get that. 
But it would be really remiss of me, I think, at this point in time, if I didn't focus on the kind of issues around what's next um, for people who use drugs in this yep. space. And so I, you know, uh, not to get too self-promotion-y here, but I have been working with, uh, once again, the International Network of People Who Use Drugs on some research over the last few months. Um, Input has been running an online survey. Yeah. And uh, it's it's had really great response. It's been going since early May and uh, we've had hundreds of individual people who use drugs and drug user organisations respond uh, from over like f- over 50 countries. So it's got a really nice sort of broad span mm. and it's quite a long survey. So people have really gone the extra mile to kind of, uh, you know, to, to do the survey and, and talk from their perspective and um, there's been lots of issues around uh, so you know it covers a broad range of things it's all about uh, you know COVID testing and information about that and knowledge and access to testing it's about uh, harm reduction services and OST and naloxone and the drug market and policing and you know uh, where people are getting their support from and all of those sorts of things. So it's it's quite a really broad brush. Um, but we've done a couple of reports now, so we'll put some links to those reports as well on Speakeasy um, yep. so people can check those out. They're just a sort of bit of a summary of, of some of the uh, results and stuff like that. But um, I guess where I wanted to go with this a little bit is um, Input has decided that it's going to launch an international advocacy campaign on uh-huh. this whole issue of how do we now make sure that any of the gains, that any of the positive things that were able to come out of COVID for people who use drugs, particularly things like access to take-home um, OST and yep. take-home naloxone, expanding access to yep. injecting equipment, you know, postal services, yep. home delivery outreach, all those things, things that were able to be done, uh, coalitions created, all that stuff, don't now get lost. because yeah, so roll back. Yeah, roll back old ways of doing things exactly and we're already seeing evidence and hearing uh from countries including australia that are already either talking about or are uh going back to sort of more repressive punitive regimes and this is simply not a time to be doing that i mean the most obvious thing to say is the world didn't come to an end and indeed a whole lot of people's lives got a hell of a lot better yeah, yep. with some, you know, a little bit of access to some take-home, you know, just imagine what we could be doing if we really chose to do it. You know, it is possible. So we know that now um, and we've got the evidence for that. And so that's one nice positive out of COVID. But I think it's also a really dangerous time because what we are starting to see is we're really starting to see the effects of restrictions and um, lockdowns and that sort of thing affecting the illicit drug market now. And so not droughts necessarily, although that could be said to be the case in some places, but certainly really affecting quality of illicit drugs that are available on on street markets and uh, in the community and also adulterants and stuff like that. So... It's a really dangerous time to be sort of heart going back to sort of repressive approaches to OST and take home naloxone right at a time when 
you know, we're, you know, the door is opening to, you know, much more sort of increases to harm and risk, if you like, and, you know, things like illicit fentanyl, you know, to bump up drugs yeah. that aren't such great yeah. quality, et cetera. Yeah. So, wow. you know, it's not a far-reaching picture. So, yeah, so that sort of stuff is uh, has been taking up uh, some of my time and the time of a, a lot of my peers around the world. And, uh, yeah, so Input's going to be doing a uh, social media-driven advocacy campaign over the next few weeks. And I, I just really wanted to sort of make a shout-out for it. it. It'll come out, people will see it, and I just really want to encourage people to get behind it um, because, we all need to be part of, you know, this change. Yep. So people can find input on their socials. Yep. Yep. They'll be seeing and- hashtag. It'll be a hashtag driven type advocacy campaign. We'll probably focus on different issues each week, yep. that sort of thing, and really try and get people to engage at a country level as well. So we'll be giving people, there'll be an advocacy paper that people can use to sort of, you know, make their own advocacy interventions, but also, yeah, lots of social media, some campaign materials, things like that to really help people to, uh, you know, fashion something for themselves that are relevant to their country, their city, their, you know, their town, their context, because we know it's a really mixed picture out there at the moment. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Can't wait to see that. So did the um, surveys touch on prison um, yeah. responses as well? Yeah, so we did. Uh, there were a bunch of questions around prisons, courts, uh, police, of course, uh, uh, compulsory detention uh, centres and also uh, some of those more private treatments, inverted commas, treatment uh, clinics that use very punitive and repressive approaches in some countries. So we had questions around those sorts of issues as well. So there is uh, data there on that. Wow. Awesome. And translations into different languages? Yes, it's in uh, seven languages. So, (laughs) So the survey, the online survey is in seven languages and it's still going. So people can access it through the input website, but it's in French, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, uh, what else, Hindi. Um, there you go, Russian, English. Yeah, um, amazing. Um, and I'm sure that was all volunteer time and things done on the smell of an oily rag, or yeah. not even the yeah. smell. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, specifically funded research. It was community driven and out of need. And input has has you know borne any costs that have been associated with it but it's been a lot of volunteer time yeah which you know is a really another really lovely outcome from COVID because the survey did ask people where they're getting their support from and uh, there's a lot of nice data in there around the support they're getting from their peers people cooking for each other helping each other out with money with data with internet with you know transport with kids everything so you know there's some of that nice nice data in there too which is good Oh, wow. Cannot mm. wait to see that. Oh. Cannot wait to see it. Okay, so um, silly question, Annie. <laughs> what have you been watching or <laughs> consuming in, oh, in yeah. popular culture to yeah. get you through this yeah, trying time? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I'm a little bit of a YouTube person, you know. So oh, I'm with the kids. Huh? <laughs> I am a bit. I think, I don't know, who knows. But I do tend to, can, you know, I can get into a rabbit hole in YouTube and just sort of click from one thing to the, to the other. I've always had a bit of an interest in fashion and stuff like that. So I do watch, that's a bit of my sort of out time, you know, some stuff around that, but usually fairly edgy kind of fashion and, you know, what's going on in out in the world in that regard. But, um, you know, so 
you know, nothing kind of specific, but I tend to kind of just, you know, zone out for a while and follow, yeah, follow, click on one thing after the other and see where it takes me. And, you know, well, lots of music and stuff like that because I love music. And oh, it's a lot on of you. Music, like that. Not the, the doom scrolling through Twitter or something like that. No, I've been actually I've been off Twitter for a bit. I yeah, I don't mm. know. Not for any particular reason. I just haven't really felt it. So I've Yeah. I kinda of haven't been there. But you know, that might be a little bit to do with kind of what I've been doing and everyone's been sort of, you know, sort of shut down a little bit in terms of that stuff. So mm. what about you? What have you been? consuming um, you love podcasts I know but yes yes I do love podcasts so I've, I've been listening to I'm very late to the party on my favorite murder that was like <laughs> number one podcast three years ago and I've just found it you know woohoo <laughs> um but I I'm also a big reader and I just couldn't consume anything that really took any effort so uh, I did you know, 15 books of a Canadian murder mystery um, series, mm. you know, because it was just easy stuff yeah, right. to read. Murder mystery is easy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> just got to keep an eye, one eye behind me when I'm around color. No. <laughs> and I, I've, um, I, I went deep in commitment. I went uh, through a whole seven series of the um, the blacklist on on Netflix, and oh. um, and interestingly, wow. uh, I've just finished the end of season seven, and their very last episode they couldn't complete because of COVID. They had to close the studio, oh. and so they the last episode um, was a a mix of you know, usual real people and animation so oh. they could close out the series. Nice. And um, without, you know, without a spoiler, one of the things <laughs> they wanted to do, there's, there's massive um, gunfights and car chases in right. every single episode, like real <laughs> stupid fantasy escapism <laughs> stuff. I love it. love a bit of random violence. And, <laughs> In this last episode, they wanted to do something where all these, uh, like a briefcase full of the, the stolen spies papers went up in the blades of a helicopter. Oh, yeah, right. And and in in real life, um, health and safety regulations yeah. said, no, you can't do that. Uh, nice okay. ones. <laughs> but then they could animate it and go big. With it. <laughs> That's so, great. So like, like the input survey and like the innovation mm. in like, treatment services, you know, COVID has created all these opportunities, yeah. different ways of doing things, and you know, we can't okay. let them be wound back when yeah. they bring when they bring um, quality to people's lives. Yeah, I like, agree. Numbers of times I've heard people say, "I've just got extra takeaways all of a sudden, yeah. and it has enabled my life yeah. in so many yeah. ways," yeah. which we've known from the literature for forever. No, but. This all, all of a sudden it happened, yeah, and yeah. the sky hasn't fallen down. Yeah, that's right. You know, people's lives have just got that little bit better. You know, I know. Yeah, but you know, just yeah, a bit really much yeah, better. For I know, people. and unfortunately, yeah. you know, there's some very isolated cases of things perhaps that haven't gone, you know, haven't gone exactly to plan that are you being used, you know, like always. Yeah, the, right. Of course, the yes. lowest common denominator. So yeah, we do need to fight that stuff, and I think um, there's there's always a silver lining. Mm. So we should probably wrap up and, and let people know we're going to try and push out. Uh, another Uh-oh. three or yeah. so episodes yeah. this year. We're going to talk Got some to a few people. people yeah. Mm. So, yeah, we'll have guests for the next few. Um, and, yeah, we'll go through to the end of the year. 
and um, you know see what we what magic we can create. Yes, so we hope we find everybody coping with yeah. these weird times, and hopefully you found some joy or some new things to do that has um, yeah. given you a bit of spark when yeah. <laughs> there's not much sparky stuff happening. Know. You know, but yeah, tune in and have a look at the links we provide, and uh, yep. we'll be back soon and with some special guests. Yes. Okay. Bye. For more information about this podcast, our guests, and upcoming episodes, head to httpcsrh.arts.unsw.edu.au.